How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cutsworth and Luke Goosens, and today we're doing some follow-up questions to our Star Wars review and one big MCU story. If you haven't checked out our Star Wars review, pause this, go back and listen to our last episode. Make sure you go drop us a rating or review on Apple II if you haven't done that already. We got some Star Wars follow-up questions. The first one was from At Heart of Emojo. So Daisy Ridley, her big hint for The Rise of Skywalker was a one-word thing, and she said Cyclops. And she was wondering... How does that apply to The Rise of Skywalker now looking back on it? This was something she said probably like two or three weeks before the movie came out. Cyclops. Y'all have a theory? Maybe either the Watchmen universe and the Star Wars universe are secretly tied. Yeah, she... Because <laughs> <laughs> the space Nazis, mm-hmm. Cyclops Nazis. Beware of Cyclops. I wonder if it has to do like with the Odyssey and all that Greek stuff. Possibly. But... Does it really follow the hero's story like in the same way? Or the hero's journey? That's what the original Star Wars is about, 100%. And this will, in the Odyssey, he fights a Cyclops and he tells him his name was. When you say, didn't you say, doesn't, is like no name or no man? Yeah, I think it's it's something like that, like nothing. Nomen. Is it, it Nomen? N O M A N. Nomen. No man. Maybe because that has to tie with how she was a no one, but really she wasn't. The reason he told the Cyclops his name, or he told him a false name, was to trick him. So I don't know how that relates to Rise of Skywalker. Because he wasn't a no, he wasn't no one though. That's the thing. Next question, and this is also from Heart of Emojo. She was asking, "Do you guys prefer Ryan or JJ as a Star Wars director going forward, or based off what they've done?" Oh shit. That's tough. How about neither? Well, if you had to choose one, I think is what she's saying. Yeah, if you had to pick. I think if I had to pick, I'd probably pick Ryan Johnson just because at least he was trying. Who would you guys prefer then, Ryan or JJ? I think for me, I would say Ryan because there was some of the stuff that he did do with that movie that I did like. Like I liked the whole switching it to nobody, saying that anyone could be a powerful Jedi. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't think worked, though, too, just in the context of the trilogy that goes to every one of these movies. And if I had to choose someone to have another trilogy, then I'd probably pick Ryan because I think that he would do something pretty different. Whereas JJ would just rehash fucking nostalgia fest again. Yeah, I agree. For the for the same reasons, I would definitely choose Ryan just because, like you were saying, he went with something new and it actually felt kind of fresh. Whereas these ones just, they didn't even have that going for them, in my opinion. Yeah, and just like their overall work outside of Star Wars too, I think I like Ryan Johnson's overall work better. Breaking Bad, Looper, Knives Out, all really great stuff. Yeah, I love Looper. That movie's dank. What else is J.J. Abrams done besides Transformers? He didn't do Transformers. No, that was Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, oh, really. yeah. Huh? Imagine if they gave fucking a Transformers director to, to Star Wars. Man, everyone would have been pissed going into Holy this shit. Well, what else has J.J. Abrams done? Did Lost, co-created oh, Lost. Cloverfield. He did, wrote that. I think he directed that. Did he direct it? Cloverfield? 
He didn't direct it. He just was like a producer. Yeah, producer and writer. Produces the shit ton of stuff. And Star Trek, the he made the trilogy of Star Trek movies. Yeah, and Star Trek fans aren't a big JJ fan. Well, really? Star Wars not now either. People didn't like the second one with Benedict. Really? I remember people liking that one the most out of any of them. I don't know why, because I'm not a big Star Trek guy. I don't know what their problem is with it, because I don't know the lore of Star Trek, but apparently that one changed a bunch of shit with Khan. I don't know. Hmm. Is Khan always a white guy? I think so, but I'm not sure. Khan doesn't sound like a white name. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, but this guy's from space. It's completely different. Name's way different out there. Han Solo sounds white. That's because you've only ever known that name to be associated with a white person, though. Lando's definitely a black name. Same thing. <laughs> Leia's definitely a white name. Here's his whole here's his whole track record for directing. <laughs> Luke, fuck you. First movie, Mission Impossible 3. That was solid. Before that, he just produced a bunch of shit and wrote stuff. That was, that was his first movie. Then he did Star Trek, Super 8. I liked that movie a lot. Super 8 was pretty good. Where is he getting all this money from? This producer money. Yeah, where is he getting that shit from, bud? Oh, well, he's been doing... Okay, I forgot. He did a bunch of TV shows and stuff, too. Alias, Lost, Fringe. So he's been around, especially in the sci-fi world. And he produced... He exec produces Westworld, Castle Rock. Man, he's in a lot of stuff. Directing-wise, though, if we're just talking directing. He did a bunch of TV work, too. I still think that no matter what, I'm, I would go with Ryan Johnson. Like, I'm good. I've seen enough JJ's Star Wars shit. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, anything else on that, boys, that part? Okay, so he's the son of a, two television producers. So Sweet, so he had hella connections coming in. Hey, maximize your connections. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not hating. Okay, so moving on from that one. At Daniel Jessup, which new force power do you think caused the most plot holes in the earlier movies like why couldn't obi-wan force heal qui-gon or padme if both kylo and ray could do it with considerably less training plus how op is it to be able to pass objects through the force i think all this is explained though with the force dot force diet but she could also force heal that snake as well yeah but i was actually reading so I looked into the visual dictionary stuff today and they said a lot of that stuff comes from this. So she might potentially not even be able to do it anymore. A lot of these things anymore because the force diode is done because Kylo's dead. And she read a bunch of stuff. There was a lot of powers that apparently were lost over time because of the Jedi scripts have been gone. The text, the ancient text. Oh, because they were on Octo. Yeah. And so she's read up on stuff that a lot of Jedi weren't even, they didn't even have this information before. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I think the healing comes from her abilities, like her connection. Well, it has to be a combination of that and the books, I would guess, because of her knowing how to do it to the snake. That's that's what I think, anyways. Okay. Luke? That makes sense, dog. Yeah, and the passing through the objects thing, I, I don't think that was that OP. They established that in, uh, what was the last one? Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah but it was an OP back then as well. It was just introduced. Yeah, but the question is not whether it was introduced. It was whether it's an overpowered ability or not. No, I don't I don't think so, because this is like a very unique thing that these two had that hadn't happened in centuries, right? This whole dyad thing apparently was a Sith prophecy, too. Oh, are they just scripting all this stuff in to make... This came out when the movie came out. Interesting. 
Okay. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> what are you going to do? You think it's overpowered that they could pass a lightsaber through? <laughs> Depends on how well they can use that ability. What do you mean? How accurately they can control what they're pulling through and where it's going to and all the different factors that make up that ability. Because if they can accurately control stuff, they could just like teleport lightsabers anywhere they wanted to and just destroy everyone. But it's only between the two of them. What do you mean? That's what's been established. Oh, no, I was just saying if they could fully develop that skill even more is what I was saying. If it's just in between the two of them. It's just between the two of them. Is Luke projecting himself across the entire galaxy? Is that OP? Well, he can't really hurt anything over there. He can't interact with objects. What, you want me to stop saying that? He was interacting with stuff. He handed the gold. Didn't he hand her, like, the dice and stuff? Didn't they vanish, though, afterwards? Did it? I remember that Ben Ben picks it up. But he couldn't hit him with his lightsaber at all. Yeah, that's true. But he could interact. He was able to do stuff. He physically looked like he was there. In minor, Yeah, in minor ways, he could interact. But he couldn't... I don't think he could interact to the point where he could harm anyone or he could be harmed. You mean like besides dying? What do you mean? <laughs> well, he, he died because he tried to do that. Yeah, he died from the effort. But I'm saying his physical form over there can't harm anything or be harmed. It's just, it's like an apparition, basically. So were the dice fake, though? I can't remember. Fuck, I can't remember either. I thought they vanished afterwards, but I, I'm not 100% sure. Because you also said that Kylo picked up and I think that might also be right yeah because he picked it up and he looks up and he's looking right at ray because they're doing a force bond force moment. dyad thing yeah yeah whatever i think we got we covered that though in the question what even was the question oh just is it op like what a, what abilities are op in this yeah i don't even well obi-wan does develop some sort of force heal eventually too just with the whole him reviving Luke when he was knocked out in A New Hope. But that could be something he learned later on with his training with Qui-Gon or something over the years. We haven't even seen that. Maybe they'll establish that in the TV show coming. Yeah, it seems slightly different, though, to me. It seems like he was clearing his mind or something. Like a a different variant of Force Seal. Yeah, some sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But to answer that question, I don't think those are... I don't think those are plot holes. That's how you guys agree? No. What about Palpatine's insane force lightning? I mean, that was pretty OP. You think that creates any plot holes or anything? Dude, his whole being, his whole being back is a fucking retcon. So I don't know. Maybe they'll explain that one. They did say that in the visual dictionary too, it says that somehow these Sith cultists brought him back. Doesn't really dive into how. So that's still not a good enough answer for me. No, me neither. It just seems very shoehorned in. Him lighting up the sky with lightning and then just getting dist- pieced by two lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> deflected again. What a dummy. Yeah. That doesn't make any plot holes, though. It's just bad writing. Plot holes to former movies is what the question was. Okay. I guess what I was kind of saying was, like, could anybody else have done that before? Or was that just a special thing because he absorbed their dyad? And so he had like immense force power for a short duration. Oh, I like that. Let's go with that. That seems him basically sucking the life out of him. Yeah, led to more lightning. Okay, next question. Also from Daniel, you want to know if you guys could see any Star Wars project be made, what would you do? If you guys could see any Star Wars project be made, like Kathleen Kennedy calls you up, says, pitch me your idea for a Star Wars story. Anything, series, 
TV show, film saga, do your pitch. Maybe some Knights of the Old Republic kind of shit. Send it back to the good old days. What about you, Ross? I got a couple ideas. I definitely think one thing that would be cool would be a series about Darth Maul being trained by Palpatine. Because that was a, a pretty cool... From what like all the writing on that, it seems like a really cool just little story. Another thing that I would want would just be... I would want like a completely new story of different characters in a different part of the galaxy. Obviously, I can't think of all the characters and stuff in the story. Just something new. I think, for one, I remember that there was this video game series when I was a lot younger. It was called Republic Commando. Yeah. So if you did like a Band of Brothers style Republic Commando, because those guys had more personality. They were allowed to, they weren't just straight clones. They were given actual personality. And it's them going through the Clone Wars all the way up to right around Order 66. That would be really sick. That'd be dope. And they don't have their inhibitor chip either, do they? Or do they have just a modified one? Explain what that means. Because the chip that got put in the clone's head was basically the thing that made them more aggressive. It made them like very susceptible to manipulation by the Emperor. It's what made them automatically follow order 66 or it might not have been called inhibitor chip but it was some kind of chip in their brain they were definitely operated on their on a more independent level look at that, look at that. yeah no 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 for sure look at that, look at that. yeah it's called an inhibitor chip did the commandos have those although i'm not yeah, even sure if commando is canon anymore but they should bring they should bring those fools back it's in battlefront 2 now so it is canon oh because that game is canon Order that shit straight to series. Let HBO produce it, though. Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> Rated R. <laughs> Rated R. I like it. And if I had another, if like if I had a pitch of film saga, I would do, I would do Old Republic, like Luke is saying. And instead of doing, I don't know how many movies I'd make it. It'd probably just start out, but I would do it on Darth Revan. I think that would be sick because before he was a Jedi who decided with a few other Jedi, like, we need to fight these people, these Mandalorians that are attacking everyone, because, like, back then, the Republic didn't have an army, Jedi weren't responding, and so they kind of went rogue and were outcasted from the Jedi. And along that time, they lost their way and got corrupted by the Sith as it expanded out into the unknown regions of the campaign. And so you could do a whole movie on that first, his fall, next movie as him being Darth Revan. Then after that is when they wipe his memory. So then you have like a redemption, but he doesn't even realize that you're, he's redeeming himself and he's relearning his history. And I don't know where I would go from either. You'd have to decide if he becomes Darth Revan again or if he gets a real redemption. Just because I feel like that'd be a different redemption than what we've seen. Because we've seen the Darth Raider arc twice now. And it's just a different era because there's... And what happened too back then, it, this isn't canon anymore, but what happened was when, after he left the Jedi then get wiped out by the Sith. So you have him coming back when the Jedi are rewiped. So he could either come back and restart the Jedi redeemed or take over the Sith. I don't know which way direction I'd go with it, but it just, it's a lot different. There's a lot more Sith and a lot more Jedi back then. It would just be a different story than what we've seen now. I think it would be sweet. Okay. Next question. This is more of a comment though, not a question. So at Anwan. I was hoping they would explore a third way between light and dark. And with this, I feel like they just rehashed tired Star Wars tropes. Example, the Sith dying for a Jedi to defeat the Emperor. 
I would have honestly preferred that because I was thinking the whole time there, that's what they're moving towards with the last Jedi. That's what I was kind of setting it up to be with the whole gray Jedi philosophy and all that. I don't know about gray Jedis, but just having it. So it's not as constricted being a Jedi, you know, like you should be a lot of, should be allowed to have relationships and try to figure out your stuff and feel emotion and shit. Yeah, well, you, I think you can have emotion. You just can't have like attachments, right? Something like that. Because you can have you can have brotherly love. Like Anakin and Obi Wan loved each other. The Jedi were definitely flawed, and clearly the Sith too. But they just went back to it with whole good and bad. That's it. <laughs> there's there's nothing in between with the last movie. It seems so. Yeah, I would something in the middle would have been cool. Maybe not all the way in the middle, but closer to the middle. Yeah, maybe restructure the. How just the Jedi Order and how it works and shit. Yeah, because even Luke tried to do it the old way again and didn't work out. So do something different, a little different. One last question. One more. At Rachel Wilde, how did the horse, how did the horses and the people breathe in space? And I think it was just because they had to have just been in the atmosphere because there's no other explanation. They were in low planet orbit. Okay. So that's it. That's it on the on the last questions. So big big story. So Jar Jar Binks is rumored to appear in the Obi Wan series with a beard. What's your thoughts, Ross? You first. I don't know how he got. Is he going to be on Tatooine, or is Obi Wan going to be in Naboo or somewhere else completely? I think this is going to be a story mostly on Tatooine. Yeah, because he's watching over Luke. Luke Skywalker is also a young Luke Skywalker is also rumored to appear. I hope this isn't true. It doesn't even make sense. Why would he, why would Jar Jar be on fucking Tatooine? He's a recognizable character. Do we need Jar Jar back though? No, not at all. (laughs) Lucas. No. (laughs) Fuck Jar Jar. Why? Not fuck Jar Jar, but just like what, what reason does he have to be in the story? Yeah, they could probably write him better for sure, but it just what is his point? Is it gonna be Ahmed Best? Is he playing Jar Jar? I assume they'd bring him back. Yeah, I mean they better. That poor guy's been just shit on by Star Wars fans for twenty years. I know. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a I don't have a ton. I just I don't think it is something that's needed. It doesn't help me want it. It doesn't make me want to see it more, you know what I mean? Maybe they're trying to hook in the prequel fans. But we got Obi-Wan. That's the prequel. That's I know. The prequel that's fans. the thing. That doesn't make sense. And why would all these people know where he is? I don't know. This doesn't make sense to me. Where Where is Naboo? Lo- okay, wait. Hang on. So in the first movie, they go from Naboo to Tatooine. How far away is Naboo? Naboo's probably closer to Coruscant, right? Shit, man. That's a tough question. Like it's because Tatooine's outer fucking... Don't, isn't there a galaxy map somewhere? They had to stop there to get supplies, right? Or gas... What the, why did they even stop there? I can't remember. I thought it was to resupply. Okay. So, yeah, I think it was to resupply. Well, let's look. So, that's Outer Rim. Where's Naboo located? Holy fuck, dude. There's a lot of motherfucking shit, boy. Uh, Mid Rim? I can't read this motherfucking map, boy. <laughs> well, I found Naboo. It's like in the lower, it's in the southeastern quadrant. Oh, they're pretty close, actually. I mean, relatively close. I was going to say they have to be at least somewhat close since they went there in the first movie. 
so that would be the only thing, like unless he's going there or Jar Jar's on the run trying to leave. I, I don't know. Let's see what else would the reason oh. would be there. He needs to get in touch with Naboo on the planet for some reason. Maybe they're trying to tras- like track back what happened with Padme and her kids. Because I know that in before with the rule with Naboo, you weren't allowed to look into the body. You're not allowed to do a what you call it autopsy an autopsy. That's weird. They might have not even known about the pregnancy. So maybe someone's looking into it. That'd be the only thing that connects is why would you bring Jar Jar into the story? Yeah. That and a beard. Be- he has a specifically has a beard too, was the report. Weird. What the fuck? They're <laughs> <laughs> trying to rebrand Jar Jar. Why? Rebrand. I, why would they do that if they knew he he was the biggest gripe fans had? In the first, uh, maybe they're thinking just because, sorry, whatever, you know what I mean? Like our generation grew up on that and this, these kids might actually have not kids anymore, but adults have a different take on how they felt about Jar Jar than say OT Star Wars fans who are watching that and thought he was the worst character, but he is one, he was a bad character. You'd be, you'd actually be surprised at how many people enjoy Jar Jar a decent amount. Yeah, when I tweeted that out, there was so many responses like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> really? I want this now. I they was like, holy shit. It. I guess most of the people who are OG Star Wars fans are about to die pretty old now. Maybe in like 30 years. Yeah, maybe like tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I would assume it wouldn't be a big role. Like, it cannot be, he cannot be a, a regular in it. Is Smuggler's Run a planet or is it a path? Like a, oh, it's a run. A run is just a series of travels from one point to another, I guess. Smuggler's Run is what Han Solo would do. Yeah, but I'm trying to find other runs. Like, there's all these, like, lines running through this map. They're little shortcuts to sort of evade detection because what happens is you have all these... There's galaxies that aren't um, ran by the Empire, per se. And so they're, they're managed differently. And so it's a way to get around a lot of that stuff. With the blockades and stuff. Yeah, detection, essentially. Yeah, that's the only thing is like, I feel like they would have to tie in Naboo somehow and he would have to be getting in contact. We'll see. There's not a ton out on the show yet. It starts filming this summer. It comes out next year. All right, next thing. So switching on, that's it for, that's it for Star Wars. So we got, this is a big story that came out of the MCU this week. Doctor Strange 2 director, Scott Derrickson, he dropped out due to creative differences. Marvel Studios is still scheduled to keep like filming this summer and originally what was happening with those reports was i remember i want to say a year ago the director said it's going to be a full-on horror this guy's like a horror director even kevin feige said yeah it's going to be mcu's first horror but then a couple weeks ago kevin feige said uh it's actually not a horror so that kind of makes sense that they then switched their direction or scott really wanted to make it super horry and they wanted maybe you know slight horror vibes but still want it in the MCU feel because they have a formula that works for them, as we know. Uh, I don't know what's your guys' takes. The thing that's making their formula work, though, too, is they periodically break the mold of their formula. But they still t- stick true to like the core of what their formula is, but they also break the mold in other ways, like with Guardians of the Galaxy and Winter of the Soldier. That's why Phase 2 is really great, in my opinion, is they would just go out and break the mold a lot, even though Avengers Age of Ultron was not... My favorite movie. What do you mean by break the mold? Because when I say from my formula for what I think of the MCU is you get big actors, big special effects. You 
tie in characters from your other shows. You have a lot of humor. With Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like that fit all of those aspects. It did make the world a lot bigger, though. It made it very not on Earth. Yeah, okay. So the Guardians of the Galaxy fits the mold now, but the mold back then when the MCU was just starting was, you know, make a realistic, grounded story like Iron Man. Set it in realism kind of a little bit. They they took a little bit from Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, but then they kind of made it their own thing where they could still have this humor in it and have these characters that are a little bit more bright, you know, and fun characters. Like brightly colored is what I'm saying. Not yeah, bright. for sure. For sure. I agree with you. But then, yeah, with like Guardians of the Galaxy, it kind of broke the mold in that way, like how you were saying how they expanded the world, expanded the universe and brought in all these crazy things from the comics that you would just not expect at that time to be in there. Yeah. Looking back then guardians of the galaxy was probably their first big risk as a movie. Cause it's characters that no one had any idea, but even Iron Man was a big risk. Not many. I don't think a ton of people knew Iron Man, like a lot of their other characters. Yeah, no, he wasn't as he's not as popular as Wolverine or Hulk or Spider-Man. That's for sure. So what's your thing? Are you worried about this movie at all? I am now. I was excited for it, honestly. Very excited for it, but sad. Sad to see him have to, you know, go a different way. But He's still going to be on executive producing. And I, they must have someone in mind, too, already, since they're still planning to film in six months. The script's already pretty much done. It's always hard when you're you have somebody else's idea or vision for a movie and you have to tell it you have to adapt the lens of that vision into your directing style i feel like that's challenging but if they can do that and still have the movie have one voice and be cohesive but kind of change it twist a little bit from what it was originally going to be that's fine i just don't want the movie to have all these different voices going on from different directors and people that had input into it yeah for sure I, I'm not going to really worry about it until we see the next one. I really liked the first Doctor Strange movie, though, and I was pretty excited for this horror, like a full-on horror movie. They haven't done anything like that, so that would have been definitely something different. He did, like, Sinister, Exorcism oh. of Emily Rose, definitely darker than MCU stuff. Oh, yeah, way darker. Damn, those are legit horror movies. Probably told him that he was going to be able to do something like that when he signed on. Yeah, it's disappointing. I don't have anything else. That's only the big story. There was, there was a rumor too that they were delaying the whole Hawkeye, Hawkeye stuff, the show. But Disney denied that today, so we don't need to talk about that. Everyone was thinking it was because of the whole Jeremy Rayner being a crazy fuck. Yeah, with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck was up with that? I don't know, dude. He's he's probably a crazy fuck. Maybe. But we got to wait. I mean, if Disney, I'm sure Disney's looked into this stuff. And if they haven't found anything, what are we to say? Or they're covering it up. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just saying, oh, it'll blow over eventually. Yeah. Don't question. Consume Marvel content. Don't <laughs> That's Disney's logo. Don't question. Yeah. Consume. Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, though, 1917 is pretty good. But it had some flaws for sure. I, Damn, yeah. I definitely do not agree with you. <laughs> Me neither, <laughs> yeah. dude. Right. What? 
Oh my god, that movie was phenomenal. What the fuck? Next next pod, we'll hear Ross's take. He didn't like 1917. Oh no, I liked it. I liked it. Ross's cold take. <laughs> I don't. I think if I had to pick, I'd probably pick that to win Best Picture. German soldiers in 1917 are worse shots than stormtroopers. All right, so that's all we got. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Not a Movie Pod. Drop us a review rating on iTunes. We got a Patreon. You can check it out at patreon.com slash not another movie pod. Yeah. One love. Shout out Julian. Yup. J5music.com. Just published our website too. Go check it out. There's not much on it, but. So that's it. That's all we got. Our next pod, we're going to talk some Witcher season two. We're going to do some Oscar talk and we're going to review 1917. And all that should drop later this week. We're going to have two pods coming out this week, plus some Patreons finally. All right, that's it. We out. Peace. Later.